Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always, Gator. And we have a special guest with us today. We have Jason Gross, who you may know on Instagram as Squirrels Creations LLC. Say hi, Jason. Hello. So Jason's with us today to talk about some of the work he does, handmaking humidors, ashtrays, cigar props, all kinds of fun stuff. So today's essentially a wildlife episode for you, Nick, because you have gator and the squirrel. I, I guess so. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. If I ever bail out, you can just go and, and it, the new show could just be gator and the squirrel. It's like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. So... Jason actually managed to go out and procure himself the same cigar as us, so the three of us will be smoking the same cigar. So we'll go ahead and get right into that. We are going to be smoking the Oliva Master Blends 3. And the Oliva Master Blends 3. Beautiful band. We have a Connecticut sun-grown broadleaf wrapper. With a Nicaraguan Habano binder and a Nicaraguan filler. And you and I both have the torpedo size. I don't know what Jason's got over there. I actually have a Robusto. Perfect. Uh, there you go. By 50. All right. Well, we have. Hold on. I've got to get mine out of the cellophane. <clears throat> really? Really? You got it? It's really in there. No, it's not. You have it out. Okay, now you're there just we go. with it. Thank there you. we go. <laughs> All right. And it is time to cut the cigar. Yes, it is. And Jeff doesn't have his cutter from Bjorn. Do you, Jeff? No. As you're sitting here staring Sorry, at me. Sorry, Bjorn. Waiting it's in for my me Jeep. to give me. Having, <laughs> I got to cut off the proper amount on this torpedo. I know. That's, that's my, a beautiful torpedo, by the way. That's my problem. Cool-looking cigar. It's a bit box-pressed. I love It's got a little bit press. of a box press to it. I'm all in. Yeah, I'm, I, it does have a pretty cool look. It's got like the palm tree. Was that palm trees in the background there? Yeah, the band is really elaborate for an Oliva. There's I a mean, picture of a dude. Most of the time, there is a picture of a dude on yes, there. Yes, yes. Most of the time, the Oliva bands are fairly basic, you know. They went all in on this but one. The, they, they definitely did. So. They did. You need my torch, too, don't you? Yeah, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that torch. All right. Well, then I'll go ahead and light now, and then that way... We can get there. You know what? I'll be okay. I'm going old school. I'm going matches. Oh, I can hear both of those lighters. Ha <laughs> ha. Dueling lighters. Yeah, we we could hear two lighters at the same time, too, if you ever remember to bring one. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm old school in it. Like your matches. Mm-hmm. Strike anywhere, babies. Mm-hmm. It's not bad right off the bat. Kind of earthy. Definitely. Definitely got the earthy thing. Mm-hmm. Almost that, uh, like that hay kind of toast thing. Yeah, I'll tell you, the cigar itself, if you were to just hand this to me, and I didn't know better, just visually, not necessarily smoking it or anything, but visually, it looks similar to like a Padron. Maybe not quite as oily or, and slick looking as a Padron, but it's got that real dark color to it. I like it. So far, so good. <laughs> Very earthy. Thank you for chiming in on that about <laughs> 30 seconds after the rest of us, so... Anyway. There's always that look, that <laughs> disapproving look. <laughs> well, let's talk about this for a minute, folks. We were supposed to do this interview about three hours ago, two hours ago. Life happens. Three hours ago. 
and um, life happens. You know, we coordinated the schedules and everything, and at about eight thirty, I had something pop this up this morning, Central Time. Jeff didn't have anything pop up. It was rem- not on my calendar. He remembered <laughs> that he had something to do, and so Jeff. <laughs> I'm going to award you the dad, Sorry, squirrel. the dad of the Year Award today for forgetting about your daughter's hey, at least doctor I remembered. appointment. <laughs> at least I remembered. So, hey, Like it, I always tell my wife, it's better late than never. <laughs> Amen. So, so, Squirrel, a couple of questions for you. Sure. One, why in the world are you associated with Nick? How did that happen? <laughs> well, um, honestly... I don't know. I uh, <laughs> somehow, some, somehow got to seeing him. Uh, actually, you know what? I think it was because I actually saw your uh, sticker. You were given the sticker yep. thing, and I think I just asked you. I said, hey, can I have a sticker? Yep. I say we <laughs> and have, you sent me one. We have mailed you a sticker, and, and um, we, uh, we're both part of the Barrel Burners. Mm-hmm. It's quite a crew. So we just kind of, well, it's where I keep pulling guests from. It's true. It's <laughs> a valid point. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're. It's a good bunch. Our yeah. buddy Curious Jen, I think, is part of that group. She correct? is. Yep. She is. And yes, you, she is. And she's you, good people. And if you ever got your, you know, old ass on Instagram, then maybe we could try and Dude, figure out a way to just, get you in on that too. It, but you know, Jason, help me out here. It's just one more thing. <laughs> I just, you know, I deal with Facebook, and that's just traumatizing enough anymore to have to slog through. Actually, uh, Instagram is way easier. That's... I don't really do hardly anything with my Facebook page anymore. That's what Nick keeps telling me. It's easier and it's nicer. I just think it's great. I, I just I look at pretty pictures all day. Facebook. Mm, it's just god-awful. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's definitely getting painful. I mean, I still use it because there's some people that aren't on Instagram. Um, so when I do my posts, I post on both. But uh, yeah. Instagram is definitely my uh, my go-to. Yeah. So let's talk it's about easier to upload and stuff too. Oh, it is. Yeah, I mean it's it's easier to upload and and it's got the little toggles to where you can automatically feed it to Facebook and Twitter if you want. So it's just it's so much easier. Fair enough. So, so let's talk a little bit about what you do. So you uh, you make your own humidors and other various items. I yes, I do. I actually started my business. Um, my great grandfather was a furniture maker. And uh, I was lucky enough to have him around for, I was almost 18 um, when he passed away. So I got to spend a lot of time with him um, in his shop and I learned to build furniture. And um, we moved to Danielsville when me and my wife got married and we built our house here. And I actually wasn't going to go this route. I was just going to put a hobby wood shop in my garage i was just going to use one bay and i ended up building some custom closets and stuff for our new house and she told one of her friends and her friends looked at it and then i started doing some small stuff and now i'm into a 32 by 32 which is my shop now and wow i've almost outgrown it (laughs) (laughs) is that uh, is that feet jason what's definitely not inches i didn't know if it was yards (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's feet. See, we had this whole problem when we had Curious Jen on because we had to do the whole, you know, like metric conversions. Metric, yes. So I'm yes, still yes. having a hard time well, with that even now. Pennsylvania's in the United States, Jeff, so we don't need to worry about metric conversions. So yeah, so, yeah, so um, I started doing. So it's not. Uh, a, it's not a. It's not thirty six yards long. Your shot, Jeff. It's feet. No. Okay. 30, 30, 32 by 32 feet. And you're in one, America. You're in Pennsylvania. Which equates to 1,024 square feet. Okay, but what does that convert to in Celsius? 
Let's see. <laughs> you would do... Eight degrees. So 30, I can do that. 32 times 12. So times 2 <laughs> times point. He's oh, going metric on me. I like I it. Say, he's doing math. I don't know how to sorry. convert. Obviously. And I know you don't convert feet to Celsius. I believe that would be like 3,022 millimeters by 3,022 millimeters. <laughs> I'm going to take your word for that. There you go. We'll go with you that. Could have, <laughs> we'll you, go with that. <laughs> you could have told me any number under the sun, and I would have agreed with you right then, because I'm a child of the 80s in Illinois, and we don't know Celsius or learn metric system. or right. so, so moving <laughs> along. So, <clears throat> so, yeah, I ended up this, – this whole cigar idea kind of only came about like maybe a month and a half ago going this route, really. I ended up making a custom – Cigar humidor, which is on my Instagram. I'm sure you guys saw it. The one yeah. with the uh, bullets on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I custom did all that stuff and uh, put the. He was a. Uh, he's actually a friend of mine. Um, asked me if I could do something like that, and I said, "Well, yeah, sure." So I started the project, and uh, he is a firearms enthusiast, and uh, I was trying to. That's what I like to do. I like to customize things to the person that's that's i'm making it for so most of my stuff is one-off one-of-a-kind kind of stuff so i uh put that together for him and he loved it and posted it and i posted it and it kind of exploded from there all this kind of happened in the last like six to eight weeks yeah well, i i handle all the photos for our uh, facebook wall so do me a favor and make sure that you text that picture over to us because i'll never see it on instagram so. <laughs> no i can do that awesome oh, and that way we can include it with the episode there we go Little little sure. highlight, yeah. Sure, I, I can send you a couple pictures or whatever. I was saying now. I know. I know. Since then, you've done some some ashtrays, some cigar props. Are you? Yes. Are you using just cedar, or do you use all types of wood? I my um. So if, uh, getting into uh, humidors a little bit, there's definitely a science to building humidors, just like anything. Um, a lot of times. You see humidors that it's just a box. Yeah. And they line it with Spanish cedar. Um, typically, my boxes, I don't like the single box like that. My When you get a humidor from me, it is a box inside a box. Okay. So I make – and the reason for that is it ensures that it is airtight. Ah, okay. Ooh, good thinking. Okay. Okay. So I make the outside box, the lining – to whatever you want. That's the part that I customize and make to you. Then when I line the box, it's like setting another box inside that box. So like I said, it ensures that you get airtight. And my what people like about my boxes is when you shut the lid, you actually have to push down on it to close it the whole way because it creates that vacuum and pushes all the air out. Ah, okay. <clears throat> Which, like I said, ensures the... See the, the right uh, sealing off of the box because obviously everybody has that humidor that is a humidification nightmare. Well, and I've been there, <laughs> done that. And that's, yes. that's why, you know, here in a little bit, I want to get into your advice for properly seasoning and, and maintaining a humidor. But, you know, I figure we'll talk about your products a little bit more. Well, first, and, and so. I'm going to jump in here. One of the reasons that I was asking about types of wood is, um, oh, I guess it's probably been six eight years ago i had a black walnut that went down in our uh, creek bottom i, I, I own farm ground and 
uh, one of the neighbors actually cut it up, and it was basically like a third and two-thirds. They cut it up into the lumber for me, and they kept part of it, and I took the other part. So I have some really nice pieces of like either half I, – I don't remember if it's half-inch or inch um, black walnut up in my barn loft. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering about trying to get a humidor made out of that, but I didn't know how that would work, um, you know, with with the lack of cedar. So that actually makes perfect sense that you would put a cedar box inside of that then. But I think that black Absolutely. walnut would just be gorgeous. Let's so anyway, black walnut is definitely black walnut is definitely one of my favorite woods to work with. It's just the grain and, and the color of it. When because mostly like when <laughs> obviously when you do woods like that. You don't stain them. I just clear coat them. Yeah. To leave the natural colors of the wood. Because there's certain woods that I like together. Like, I personally like curvy maple with black walnut, which is the maple that kind of has the waves in it. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. Little little and character the, to it, yeah. Absolutely. The golden color with the, the dark color of the black walnut looks fantastic. Um, which I actually have, I'm working on a, a desktop humidor prototype right now that I'm putting together and it's actually consequently black walnut and uh, curvy maple trim and the top of the lid is uh, actually african mahogany so i'll be posting some more of that as the progress goes with that i'm in the middle of about four thousand things trying to get my <laughs> and get this stuff I off the ground gonna say you were just <laughs> posting a uh, picture of a dining room table i think the other uh yeah, yes, or I have that on the bench right now. I'm, I'm doing the uh, matter of fact. I'm staining it right now as I'm talking to you. But okay. <laughs> now, now, Jason, I don't, I don't know if Nick has told you this, but I have a library full of many leather-bound books that smells of rich mahogany. No, you don't. Oh wait, that's Anchorman. Yeah, I was like, he's Sorry. just quoting Anchorman at you. <laughs> I, I, I. I, I caught that. that. That was actually a pretty funny Many one. leather-bound books. <laughs> yes. That... <laughs> how, but, how, well, often, that... how often do you get to use mahogany like that? When you hear someone say mahogany, you've got to use that quote. I mean, I think it's just a given. Well, it's kind of funny that you mention mahogany because everybody throws around Spanish cedar, and Spanish cedar is actually a real tree. The problem with it is it's actually not a cedar. It's in the mahogany family. Oh. So when you say my, my ignorance cedar, paid off there. Um, well, you're just getting a history lesson is all, I guess. I like it. Getting, <laughs> getting more knowledge about the subject. <laughs> so that's what, that's I, I, what I this show is for. That's perfect. Exactly. Like I, I can't like I can't I can't say that. Spanish cedar is not Spanish cedar because it is. It's actually a real tree, but it's actually in the mahogany family. And the, the way I explain it to people is everybody knows what pine smells like. Uh-huh. So whether it's whether it's red pine, white pine, pitch pine, whatever kind of pine it is, it all smells like pine. If Spanish cedar was actually a cedar, it would smell like cedar. <laughs> but it does not. Because there's consistency of the wood and the... Uh, uh, the humidity absorption and everything it's one of the most it's one of the it is the best wood mahoganies are the best wood for humidity um, absorption and the way it turns around and releases it that's why you use that kind of wood to keep your humidors humidified the right way and they okay. don't it doesn't have the it doesn't have the aroma of like say a eastern red cedar like you would have in a uh, in a linen uh, you know like a which I hate to oh say is what cedar I, chest. That's what I find in most humidors at uh, cigar shops. 
would yes, be that cedar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Because the problem with Spanish cedar is, is the regulations that they're putting on the rainforest and how they cut it is getting really, really, really tight. So a lot of your Spanish cedar is not coming from where it normally comes from. They're growing it in places like Fiji and, and other places like that. And it's only, you know, they like everything else anymore. They grow it fast and cut it so they can use it. Yeah. So it's not really you're, you're the not, same stuff. You're not getting the, the wood grain. The, the You're not getting the quality anymore. The maturity, yeah. yeah. No, no, Well, and exactly. I've, I've seen that where they show pictures of pine from 100 years ago and pine that's being used now for construction, and it looks like two different pieces of wood. Absolutely, and, and there's, there is argument that it's not as strong. I can't say that it's not as strong. The difference really isn't, but the, the, the difference is in how it looks because you can obviously see pine now when you cut it. Say you buy a 2 by 4 and the grains are all real big and loose and, and yep. you know, not like you just said, not like it used to be. Exactly. Interesting. So, so let me ask you this. I'm, I'm going to ask a personal question here real quick. So if I wanted to get, and obviously I'm not a woodworking guy, so I'm not ever going to be able to make a humidor out of my uh, black walnut that I've got. But if I ship some black walnut to you, would we be able to work? Like, would you make a custom order for someone like that? I absolutely would. Not unlike myself. Well, there you go. I absolutely would. Awesome. I I will customize anything. That's my that's my I don't know what you would call. It. That's my niche thing. That's what I like to do. So whether you you know whether it's a kind of wood you like, or maybe it's maybe you're a bourbon guy and you really like a, a kind of bourbon. I can do whether it's a humidor or an ashtray or whatever. You know we can do anything as far as engraving logos stickers you know you you can clear code over the stickers or you know just anything i just like making my products that are only for you or only for you nick you know what i'm saying yeah, like it's yeah. a one-off totally everybody will know that that box belongs to you very cool <laughs> that is really cool. i've seen ashtrays before where they take an ashtray and they like put um they they cover the thing in uh, cigar bands and then put the clear coat or whatever over that to where sure. you have the cigar bands and whatnot. So, yep. You can, you can do that too. Um, I'm getting into doing challenge coins are a big thing right now. Okay. We keep hearing and, about challenge coins. That's, and that's I showed am, up on the podcast a couple of times. Yeah. Oh yeah. The challenge coins are huge. People collect them. People, uh, I have a lot of, uh, ex military friends who got deployment coins which are challenge coins, so they are, like, you know, super dear to them. Nick and... Nick actually picked on me in an earlier episode <laughs> because I have I, I enlisted in the Air Force after 9-11, and I have some challenge – or I have some coins from the Air Force, some challenge coins. All I did was ask and, him what he did to get them. Yeah, and that was the thing. I, I never deployed after enlisting. It's a whole thing. I was in the Air Force Reserve. And uh, but I do have some coins from the Air Force, and I've also gotten coins from the uh, the former commander at the the three seventy fifth Airlift Wing, yeah, uh, here at Scott Air Force Base. So I have a collection of you know the the coins from the Air Force, and I know all the service branches, or I believe all the service branches, uh, you know, do their own particular coins. Yeah, they. I mean, like I said, everybody and everything has challenge coins anymore. I mean, cigar company, I know Barrel Burners has. Challenge coins. I was going to say, they have challenge coins, yeah. We have chips. We have challenge coins. The chips, they do, you know, more. But anything like that. Like, I, I'm I'm testing. Not testing. I'm doing 
putting challenge coins in in ashtrays, doing you know putting chips in. That's all kinds really of stuff. cool. And it doesn't have to necessarily just be in the ashtray. I I'm doing one right now for this desktop humidor. I'm actually one of my friends is a retired uh, gunnery sergeant from the Marines, and I'm putting one of his coins in the top of his humidor. Oh, for his desk. kind of in. in- settling it in i'm i'm forgetting the word here kind of inset inset yeah 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 it would be like an inlay yeah and okay you, inlay Perfect. so it's go. going to be inlaid in the top of his box on his desk so that it's he's displaying his challenge coin plus it's going to be awesome because it's in his humidor well his and, humidor. and I just something see, he likes to do i could see where you know somebody retiring from the military you know they, could, they could get their gift, airman's yeah. coin or you know one of their coins from their units and, you know, have a family member maybe put that in. Um, and that would be a great gift for somebody that likes cigars that's been in the military. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's infinite. You know, it's infinite. The stuff that you can customize. Oh, yeah. So, now, do you, do you come up with the designs or would the people come up with the design and then you work towards that? When you – when typically when I do custom stuff, I kind of try to listen to them and see what – they would like it to look like. I try to envision what they would like it to look like because some people can envision stuff. Some people have a hard time envisioning stuff. So when somebody's explaining it to me, I try to work with them to come up with something that is going to be what they want. Because like I said, some people, I know my wife has a hard time envisioning stuff. I tell her what it's going to look like, but she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about until I make it. And she's like, oh yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So, you know, it's just working back and forth. And I, I I talk to a lot of people on the phone once I make contact because you can get a better idea, you know, throwing out ideas. Because then I can kind of get to the point where, okay, they like this, they don't like that. Um, so, like I said, you just kind of talk back and forth like we're doing right now, you know, throwing out ideas and coming up with a design that's going to be, like I said, just for them. And do you, do you have like a website where people can come and, you know, like contact you or how do they get a hold of you? I am actually getting a big a website built right now. All right. And it is going to launch, I'm hoping, in the next week or two. <laughs> oh, very cool. That's so, awesome. Um, yeah, because I st- actually, all these these rests and the, and the ashtrays and the nubbers and stuff, I actually, a good friend of mine is the, the weather guy from my area here, Pete. Oh, okay. And he was like, hey, he's like, we got to get more stuff on your page. So he said, I'm going to come up and help you do some stuff. And he's like, just come up with some ideas just so we can get some pictures and videos to put on your page. That's kind of how he And I was like, well, I like cigars. I said, let's let's put some stuff together, you know, and and, uh, that's kind of how this all came up. And when I I posted it, all of a sudden, everybody was like, wow, that's awesome. I want one. (laughs) I I think the idea of, of a custom product really appeals to a lot of cigar guys but I'll also say that I think a um, not just a custom product uh, product but but a handmade product I think I think knowing knowing the guy that's actually putting in the effort to make your, oh, your humidor your ashtray or something, I think that that's really neat well and yeah, it's it not just a cookie cutter that somebody's grabbing off a shelf that's and, the other yeah. thing it's not something that you can go to your neighborhood tobacco store and pick up exactly well I'm hoping that you can because <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Because so, uh, I have actually a list of local shops that I'm going to be visiting if, soon because I have dropped some uh, 
phone calls and stuff like that, and they are interested in me coming out to show them their, my stuff. So well, I'm if, excited if about that. Nick and I ever do our goal of getting our own shop, which is, let's be honest, it's a pipe dream, but it's a dream. It, it is. And if we ever do that, by God, we will have your stuff in there for sale. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll make that, that commitment right now. <laughs> so let me I, let me circle back to the cigars real quick. How are you guys enjoying it? Okay. I'm really, I'm really liking it, actually. Yeah, we were talking about it briefly while you were. Uh, yeah, I had to take a brief daughter, hiatus. Giving earlier. your daughter some money, and uh, we we both are. We started off with kind of an earthy flavor, but Jason had kind of at that point transitioned to more of a leather flavor. I've also done that now. I'm getting a sweet spice taste, almost like an anise or you know something along those lines. Is anybody else picking yeah. that up? Uh, yes, I'm almost halfway through this one, and I'm getting somewhat of what I would call like a like a nutmeg kind of cinnamon. Maybe spice that's kind of yeah. Thing maybe that's on. what we're talking I can about. See that. Yep. I'm I'm about a third of the way in, and I'm stacking dimes over here. That thing's gonna fall on you in any second. Any second, <laughs> Al. He has got this massive just, and he hasn't ashed yet, and so. He's probably got about a third of the cigar that's all ash, it, uh, but it is leaning, dive on me. leaning hard, and he does. He's not rotating it in such a way that it could like kind of lean back on in, itself in and, such a uh, way. Yeah, that, that. I tried. I try to do that, but then that's usually when I walk away with holes in my shirt or my pants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've gotten lucky, I think, twice to where I've managed to get through an entire cigar without without ashing. And, and like I see some people like stand them up on the ash and stuff, and I don't know if that's like trick photography or they can boy, actually do that. <laughs> I don't know. That's some solid ash because so I, I the first one that I had that with was one of my Perdomo champagne, and I oh. I managed to get through the whole cigar without without ashing. And so then at that point I'm like I'm gonna see if I can stand it up on the ash, you know, yeah. on the on the foot. And there was no way on God's green earth that was going to happen. I mean, I'm trying everything I can to get that thing to stand up, and it just wasn't going to happen. So either it's really solid ash, or maybe they've got like a thumbtack pressed in the bottom of it for stability or something. But there's there's no way I was managing that. But yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the smoke, and it's uh, again not it's a dark cigar. It's not one that I would buy. Yeah, but everybody's not... probably sick of hearing me say that. But at this see, point. here's the thing: it's it's. Yes, the wrapper is maybe it's not Connecticut light, you know, but it's not, you know, I think I, I think you think that just because it's dark, it's going to be really heavy. And this that's is not, what's in my head when I'm is, in the this in is a not a heavy cigar. That's a big misconception about cigars. Yeah. It is. And you know what? And I fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. I really yeah, do. That's that's a gigantic because I have some of the strongest cigars I've ever had were Connecticut's. See? So how'd you get the nickname Squirrel? <laughs> 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 well, it, it was a long, long, long time ago. I was uh, 21, actually, and um, it was because of a girl, actually. <laughs> I, I, this is how I, most stories start. It, well, it was because of a girl, and coincidentally, you had mentioned Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Remember the old cartoon, Secret Squirrel? Yeah. Yes. Well, I was, uh, that was, and it was funny, because that was one of my favorite cartoons, which is why I used the reference, and... Um, I was, I ended up breaking up with a girl and um, she was following me everywhere that day. And everywhere I went, she would show up. And my one buddy called me and he said, um, do you want to go out? We're going down to the to the bar. And I was like, yeah. I said, that's perfect. I said, I'm going to park at your house. And I said, I'll ride with you. He said, why? I said, I'll tell you when I get there. So I jumped in his truck <laughs> and we start going down. 
He's like, what's going on? I said, dude, I said, she's following me everywhere today. I said, I want to ride with you. Hopefully she won't see my truck. I said, I'm on a secret squirrel mission. Ah. Well, he, started, he started laughing because he knew the cartoon, too. He was way older than me. <laughs> Almost drove us into a parked car. And because of that, he started calling me squirrel the rest of the day. And everybody at all our friends at the bar heard this. And now I've been squirrel ever since. That's awesome. That's a lot, see, lot better story than I have. See, that's how an, a nickname is earned, Jeff. See, that, that, that's how that happens. See, when when I was back in college, I used to help these girls because oh they'd go on these dates, and they wanted somebody to kind of you know go along and this help is, protect them. This is not true. Oh wait, that's from the other guys. Yeah, the movie. He yeah. ripped off. Have you ever seen the other guys with Will Ferrell and Marky Mark? I don't think I have. Yeah, honestly. see, because it's one of Will Ferrell's kind of B movies. But anyway, he. <laughs> Speaking of bees, Jeff just got is getting attacked by, attacked by one. That was but timely. In, anyway, in that movie, at one point, Will Ferrell talks about how, I guess in college, essentially he was a pimp, and his name was Gator. And Jeff apparently thought that was funny and just ripped it off. But it took. <laughs> Not really. Well, it really has. That's the yeah. problem. That's that, cool. It infuriates Nick. Well, what infuriates me is because I'm a firm believer that nicknames are earned, not given. Or, or earned, not chosen, you know? Absolutely. And I just, it bothers me that... He then then why Gator. do you call me Gator on the podcast? Because at this point, I just have to just in buckle for a penny, up and for a pound. go with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know. know, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, I whatever, guess. whatever works. So, whatever Absolutely. works. Absolutely. Anyway. Absolutely. So let's talk about humidors in terms of seasoning and uh, maintaining them, because I know that's one of. The, I'll tell you, I got when I got my first one, it was the biggest nightmare seasoning that thing and getting it up to proper humidity and everything it took i it was a solid month of just working with it and everything else before it finally got to the point that i was comfortable putting my cigars into there so so what what would you say is a good method for getting a humidor ready for cigars and then maintaining it well that's a good question because um like i said for for a beginner cigar smoker Mm -hmm. I would say you could, you know, because there's, a, and I don't want to talk bad about anybody's work, but when you get a lot of the cheaper humidors, that's what you're getting, which is why you have that nightmare in trying to humidify it because you do not have that seal off airtight seal. So as long as air is leaking into your box, it's just sucking moisture out. So a lot of times you have to over season. So, so when I when I season a box, I take distilled water. And just a normal household sponge, obviously, no a no detergent household sponge, just a clean sponge. Yeah. You, I wet it just enough that you wet the sponge so that when you wipe it across the whole, and I mean the whole inside of your humidor, every piece of the inside of your box should be that wet color. Not dripping wet that the water is running off of it. And pooling or anything, but just... No, just, yeah. But, wetting it so what i do then is once you have the whole inside of your box covered i re-wet the sponge with like i said just enough you don't want it dripping off the bottom of the sponge or nothing just enough so the sponge is is wet and then i'll take put a if if it's big enough that you can put a small bowl or something in you know something you have to lay down so that the wet sponge isn't sitting on the wood Okay. I put the sponge in there and I let it sit for 24 hours. You you can put your hygrometer in there just so that you can see your progress. Usually I do that for two days in a row. And typically with one of my boxes, you are ready to go. Okay. So you're only taking 48 hours, give or take, to, to get it ready for cigars. 
yes. And typically, I my personal box, I only like I do weekly maintenance. That's uh, on a on a on a humidor. It's like anything else. It's like if you have a pool, you gotta keep up with it every week, or it's gonna go to crap on you. Okay. So a routine maintenance is key, in my opinion, because if you do not, you're just gonna wind up with dry cigars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's just, you know, then you, you want, because the problem is if you, if they're too humidified, they can crack because they expand. And if they're not humidified enough, they can dry up and shrink and crack, which just makes for an unpleasant experience. Totally. So, but that's how, so even if you get to two days and you're not quite there, you could just repeat that process every day until you get your hygrometer to where you want it, which typically is 68% uh, humidity to 72% humidity. Okay. And then, I particularly uh, like mine at about 69. I was going to say, I know a lot of folks, you know, you always hear, what is it, uh, 70 and 70 with temperature and, and humidity. But I've also heard that you can go anywhere from, quite frankly, between like maybe six, the low 60s to, you know, the high 60s and be perfectly fine. Yeah, typically the lower into this, if you stay in that 60, my, my personal opinion, that 66 to 69 um, percent range yeah i get my best performance in the cigar once you hit like 70 71 72 they get really humidified and if you pull it out of the box and smoke it right away you might have a hard time keeping it lit oh because it's just so dangerous because there's because as you burn it you actually create moisture okay because the heat and the moisture in the cigar you create condensation gotcha so the more humidity like sometimes if you do keep your box a little higher i tend to Maybe I'll throw it in my bag, you know, my lunch bag for work. I'll throw it in there for a day or two or three before I smoke it just to let it dry out a little bit. Okay, okay. Kind of the same thing with pipe tobacco. You don't – a lot of pipe smokers will take a brand-new tin and actually leave it sit open for a little bit to have – because when you first get it, it's really sort of moist. Yeah. And the same thing is that with pipe tobacco. If it's too wet, it's hard to keep lit. Okay. Now, I know um, one of the uh... – Popular products are the uh, Bovita packs. Do you use those at all, or do you just stick straight with just wetting down the box every week and and just kind of letting that be what it is? I love the Bovita packs. They are very good. I am actually talking to them too. I'm trying. I'm I'm working out a wholesale thing with them so that I would like to send a Bovita pack out with the uh, humidors that I make. Okay. Okay. Kind of an so, included bonus, I'm, and then. Yes. From there, then they get the repeat business off of off of future sales. Yep. So I'm looking at setting that up now as well. Very cool. I just think it would be a cool, you know, for everybody. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, kind of spread the wealth sort of thing. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So then but they are fantastic because they have all kinds of different human. You know, you can get. I think I think they can go from like 65 all the way up to 82. I think. Well, yeah, I know they have the the 84 packs that are designed for seasoning. Because I know I tried that with uh, my, so I had such a horrible time with that first humidor, and I and I did the whole sponge and the water and everything with that one, and and it was just such a pain in the butt. Um, I bought on Amazon, so that may have been my first mistake. But um, but uh, the second uh, humidor that I purchased, I I had learned about the uh, Bovita uh, seasoning kit, so I figured okay maybe this will be easier. And the whole deal with that is I guess you buy. It's, they're 84% packs, and they're designed to, 
you put them in and and you leave them for like two weeks and then after those two weeks theoretically at that point your your box should be ready for cigars and and regular uh bovita packs oh that's that's pretty cool because like i said i've not used one personally uh a a starter kit like that yeah um like i said i'm i'm a my personal preference i like the black ice did you ever see those the humidification rocks no no i use those it's uh it comes in a it looks like a circle okay and when you take it apart there it's four looks like four pieces of pie okay it's filled with these little it looks like little black plastic pieces and there's not many in there but you fill it with distilled water and like overnight all of a sudden you come out and look at them and that thing blows up all those little rocks blow up like a sponge oh okay so then that releases the humidity as they dry out oh very cool so i'm i'm a fan of those i have two I, I just call them pies because, like I said, you take them apart and it looks like a piece of pie. So I have two pies in mine. I have one in the bottom. And my personal box, I hold about three to 400 cigars in mine. So I have one set on the bottom, one set on my top tray. And then I still, especially in the wintertime, I love, I just wet, a, I go back to my sponge yeah. and I, I wet the sponge and I leave it in there. Like I said, I, I actually made a piece of wood for mine, a little dish that fits my, uh, sponge that i use i see and i use that because for some reason the sponge and it and it, it works i think a lot like the bovita packs because they have whatever material in there with the gel that they have yeah and it slowly releases you know the moisture from the gel that they have in there uh which the sponge is kind of the same thing so i find that in the winter time obviously especially it's a lot drier mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then even that though i only maybe do that once maybe twice a month because my black ice uh i only really add water to my box once a month okay but yet you're so, still you know doing the weekly maintenance and everything on it though i always check it yeah i mean i'm in my box almost every day but some people aren't and i always which is why i tell people to check it take that take that five minutes and just give it a look yeah because once it's too late it's hard to get them back because rehumidifying is way faster than dehumidifying. So if you take a dry cigar and try to rehumidify it really fast, that's when they swell up and crack. I see. And obviously, so you know, you can get into some pretty costly mistakes by letting that happen. Well, and I would also imagine, <laughs> and, and this is, I mean, I'm just spitballing this. This may not be accurate, but I would imagine, too, if you throw a lot of humidity at one in a short period of time to try and reactivate it and whatnot, that's how you might end up with mold situations and things. That's that's why I never tell anybody to go above 72%. If you start hitting... Now, I'm not, and I'm not saying if it hits 73% for a day or two because you just rehumidified. Yeah. But if you start getting in there that it's in there a week, two weeks, 72, you know, when you hit 73, 74, above 72, that's when you can, because you're getting too much moisture in there and moisture and heat cause mold, which is why you get that because it's the perfect growing environment. Yeah, yeah. Because you do have a controlled environment inside your box. Well, and, and once you get mold, I mean, my God, you're pretty much, those cigars are toast. And then you yeah, got to, you know. The only, because it depends on what kind of mold you get. Okay. From what I, I've never had that happen. Because like I said, I always, because I spend a lot of money on cigars. Yeah. 
my wife would not want me to spend it twice. <laughs> no, I get that. <laughs> I get that all day. So um, as far as my knowledge, if you do get mold, white mold, from what I understand, is okay to smoke. If you get green mold or black mold, that's when you are pretty much throwing them in the garbage. Gotcha. Now, like I said, I can't accurately 100% quote that, but from my understanding of things I've read, that white mold, you could still smoke your cigars if that would happen to you. So for folks that maybe have had mold, what kind of treatment do they have to do to their humidor to, because uh, obviously, I mean, just taking the sticks out, you've still got uh, spores or whatever maybe on the wood of the of the box. Yes, you have a mess. You literally have to re-sand the inside of your box. Oh, my gosh. Which is okay um, if you have, you know, I mean, it's not, it's, not like, uh, it's not like working on a nuclear reactor. Pretty much anybody can do it. It's just time-consuming, and you got to make sure you get it because if you leave any, it's going to come back. Yeah. Because it, it, well, it breeds, so yeah. to speak. So, <laughs> yeah. well, so no. it definitely can cause a lot of issues, and you try your hardest not to have that happen. Exactly. Which is why I preach maintenance. It's just like your car. Take care of your car, it's going to last. If you don't take care of your car, it's not going to last. <laughs> oh, I get it. And so in this case, you know, well, and let's be real. If you're buying a nice high-end humidor, you know, I mean, if you've got like three or 400 sticks in yours, I mean, you obviously, I mean, you've probably built yours, but um, my, you know, the average person that's not you know, in a 32 by 32 work shed, you know, putting together their own humidor. If they've got one that's that's a sizable humidor sitting there with three or 400 sticks in it, they've spent a pretty penny on that product. And the last Absolutely. thing in the world you want to do is ignore it or not take care of it properly and let it go to shit. And see, the problem with some lower end humidors, a lot of the times they're put together cheaply and it's not actually the mahogany or Spanish cedar all the way through. You end up getting whatever wood they build it with, and it's a veneer, which is maybe a 64th that they... It's almost like they glue a piece of paper onto it to give it that wood on the inside. I see. So you get those humidification nightmares because you can't... That wood is not actually absorbing what it's supposed to. Because there's practically none of it there. Exactly. Like mine... Even on my desktop humidors, my... Liners are minimum quarter of an inch thick. Okay. So all the way around. So like my desktop one I'm working on now is maybe, I think it's five inches wide or six inches, six inches wide by about 11 inches long. So how many cigars would that hold? I'm going to say it would hold, depending on what size cigars you smoke, I'm saying it would easily hold probably 20 to 25. Okay. Okay. What's you know, the, maybe even upgrades of thirty, if if you know, or forty, depending on what size you. If smoke. you're smoking the little guys, yeah. So then, I is the big, the largest one you've made, the one that you use. Um, I've actually made mine. Will I, like I said, will hold three to four hundred. Okay. So my liner, the outside of my box is about a half an inch thick, and my liner is about three eighths of an inch thick. So you have almost an inch of thickness around the whole box. Yeah. So, like I said, you know, you're talking, that's, what is that, seven, eight. So, you're all, you're an eighth inch short of an inch all the way around the box. So, it's double lined, double glued, double sealed. So, I know that there is no air getting in there. The wood can do what it's supposed to do, and you have no trouble. Gotcha. <clears throat> so, if someone were interested in reaching out to you to, to get a humidor, first of all, how would they do that? And second of all, kind of like, 
just spitball like what what's pricing look like for something like that because obviously you know it's a handmade product a lot of time goes into it so you know obviously it's not going to be 29.95 plus shipping and handling i mean but but still what what is somebody looking at for something like that no and that's that's that is a big thing because uh when it comes to handmade stuff like all my wood starts as rough cut slabs and what i mean by that is it's rough cut right from the sawmill so my slabs come here with the bark still on the ends oh wow okay <laughs> that comes here and it goes in my wood barn so say i call my wood my uh my sawmill that i deal with and um he said i say hey i need this x amount of wood and in, in, in this so he will cut it fresh for me he kiln dries it for me so it's almost ready for me to use when i get it from him it goes into my wood barn for approximately at least two weeks so that it gets acclimated to the atmosphere that i have in my shop okay so then it gets its rough milling that's when i typically square it up so i square it up to within an eighth inch of what i actually want the boards to be and it goes back on the shelf for another week or so because when you expose that new wood the wood will warp again gotcha (laughs) so then after it sits another week or so i bring it back into the shop and we do the final milling and then i start building it Okay. So typically you're looking at, it, it takes a while too. So you're, t- you're, you're looking at anywhere from, typically it's four to six weeks that I can get one built until it goes through the whole process of getting material and, and whatnot. Now, if it's, if it's some kind of, you know, exotic wood that it takes me, you know, that I have to look for or whatever, or gets shipped to me, then, you know, it could take a little longer. But um, typically a custom humidor is typically four to six weeks before I could ship it out. So for right now, if somebody wants to reach out to you, they should go through your Instagram. Yes, you can hit, you can uh, uh, PM me on Instagram, which is like I said, Squirrels Creations LLC. Um, I do have a Facebook page, which is Squirrels Creations LLC as well. Okay. I always, obviously, I always tell people like, share, whatever, <laughs> follow me because yeah. oh, that definitely. way they see my stuff. So I'm going to be launching my website. I'm hoping, like I said, in the next week or two, which you know, I will be obviously posting that as well. And the domain name for that, uh, when it finally launches, will be? I'm hoping it's going to be Squirrels Creations LLC. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> I didn't know if you had that um, bought yet or not. Okay. No, I have uh, I have a girl. She is fantastic working on She was just in the shop with me this morning, actually. It actually worked out perfect that it ended up being a little later because she was here and i'm like oh god it's almost noon <laughs> oh yeah no. <laughs> well now i hope i hope this doesn't really mess you up too bad but i just purchased that name on GoDaddy, so we'll, nego- <laughs> we'll negotiate here and uh you know after we get off the call dick hey you gotta you gotta take advantage when you can so do i have to fly to illinois now or what <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> so um uh, and then, like I was saying, so then what does, if someone were to custom make uh, or order a humidor from you, like what does something like that run? Honestly. Depends on the project. It's really hard to say because okay. it depends on, it de- everything depends on the project. I'm going to have on my webpage, I'm going to have, I'm going to create my own lines of stuff. So I'm going to have stuff that I have readily made. Okay. And people can just go on and you're going to. Click on, okay, here's a black walnut humidor. I have five of them in this size. So people, you know, I want to come up with my own lines and get stuff on there that's going to be readily available. And I'm also going to have, you know, the part where you can order a custom one. And as far as custom stuff go, like I said, it all depends on the project, depending on what kind of wood it is, 
how many different woods you want me to use, what kind of inlays you want, how fancy you want it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All that, so all the, that adds time. The yeah. sky's the sky's the limit, though. I mean, if somebody wants to go all out, you can do that for them. Absolutely. Um, I also, I am a, I am a full wood shop. Actually, by trade, I'm a machinist, so I have a full machine shop here as well. So I also, I do wood and metal together for wow. a lot of my stuff, a lot of my furniture, um, things like that. So I can literally do anything you can think of. <laughs> very cool very cool well how's the cigar over there it's it, it is it is really I, I actually i would get this one again honestly well good i i really would it's uh it kind of it's i'm almost done with it i'll um, say i'm down <clears throat> to my last third here and uh like i said it, it kind of stayed it finished off stayed with that with that uh cedary aroma i'm gonna say you know but the taste was more like that leathery nutmeg kind of thing it finished off with so i uh i like it i I'd, like it a lot i'd agree with that i like it yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good stick <laughs> yeah absolutely again like i said i'm getting that it, it, maybe i'm not putting my my finger right on the spice but like an like an anise or like you said with the nutmeg i'm getting those type of notes off of it and Absolutely. It, well, and and Jason and I were talking, you know, off air for a minute and, and uh, you know, about Oliva. And I've tend to find in the past that while I've enjoyed, I've had some like Oliva Serie V and a couple others. And, you know, they've been good. None of them have ever like really blown me away. Like, holy cow, this is top five cigars yeah. I've had, you know, kind of thing. But they haven't been bad. They've just been solid. This one has a little bit more complexity, I think, to it than maybe some of the other ones that I've had. I think that's a good way to put this cigar. Yeah, absolutely, because I love cigars that are mystery. Um, and don't get me wrong, I like cigars that don't change flavor the whole way through as well. I have some of my ones that you know I like that way too, but it's definitely nice having something that you hit several palates as opposed to just one. Yeah, it just kind of like bounces all around and... and kind of make it gives you a little something different because actually one of my personal favorite cigars is the bone shaker i don't know if you've ever no not familiar no i they have a their one line is called full body cast and i that is that is one of my that is probably my might be my number one i really like that stick all right i always what have was, two boxes what was the name? in my box what bone, was the name of the bone, bone shaker bone shaker all right then We'll have to, uh, we'll have seek to that out to look for that. Absolutely. And that, that's one of the things Nick and I have talked about. Um, you know, even just in the Midwest here, you know, we've traveled to Kansas City. I've traveled down to Paducah, um, up to uh, Milwaukee, up in Wisconsin. And that's one of the things that we've noticed is even in our small, what I would consider the small Midwest geographic area, you find different cigars in different shops. So, you know, there are those cigars that are more popular regionally or, or may not be available other places in the country. So it's interesting to hear from somebody in Pennsylvania out on the East Coast that, that is running into a different cigar like that that we can look for. Oh, absolutely. And that's a cool, that's one of the another really cool things about the barrel burners because you have trading. so many people all over the place. And yeah, you know, you trade stuff off because you may, um, matter of fact, uh, Oki uh, from the Barrel Burners, he hooked me up with uh, that Big Sky company. Okay. That's another one. If you like, if you like Connecticut, the Big Sky Connecticut is fantastic. Huh. 
That is a super good stick. That's two now I've got to seek out. (laughs) Because I'm a big fan of the Connecticut Shade Grown. So that would be perfect. And and the the Drew Estate, the Undercrown uh, Shade is really good. I've not been the biggest fan of the Undercrowns. That it's just personal preference, but that that's not one that's really blown my skirt up. No, okay. I mean, I, I'm a fan of their Maduro. I like the Undercrown Maduro, but okay. I'll have to give that one a shot. I don't think I've had. That I don't think I've had that stick. one either. Yeah. I like the Ligas, um, but I don't. No. I can't afford to smoke those <laughs> no. often. <laughs> no, I have. I have probably five or ten of those in my box all the time. But yeah, I. I don't. That, that's that's my when I'm sitting by myself with my glass of bourbon and I can enjoy the cigar and the bourbon. Exactly. I smoke one of, something yep. like that. Like I love the number nines. Um, I love the ferals. Like I said, I, I'm I'm more of a, I tend to like I love Cameroon wrappers too because I like that cedary aroma and flavor. Yeah. And Cameroon wrappers tend to have more of that. Did you make it to the? Um, I think Drew Estates does a barn smoker up in Pennsylvania. I did go to the Lancaster one, yes. Okay, yeah. I went to the Kentucky you, one. I don't know what the difference between the uh, the events are necessarily, but... I believe it's just the place that they hold it. Okay. Well, I know in Kentucky they really featured and, and gave a lot of uh, education about the uh, the fire curing that they do. Yes. So I don't know if they did any of that in... Uh, they did. They did the okay. whole nine yards. Like, it, here in Lancaster... They, we were on a century farm, which made it really cool. It was their 100th year this year. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And they actually do 12 acres, and they were testing this year, and I believe they started it last year, but they were continuing their trying out of growing the Connecticut broadleaf in Lancaster. Oh, okay. So it was really cool because, and I'm sure they did the same process with you down in, in Kentucky. You know, they take you into the field and they show you what happens to that leaf from when the time they cut it until it's ready to ship to Nicaragua or wherever it is going to whatever factory it's going Oh, to. yeah. We go in the tobacco barns where it's all hanging and drying and everything. And... Which was really cool. I never, I never, you know, it's just like when you start talking about humidors, the science behind it is gigantic. Yes. I never realized how many hands touch this cigar that you're smoking before it gets to this cigar that you're smoking. Which is what, in my opinion, makes it so fascinating that cigars cost as little as they do when you actually think about the amount of man hours and, and effort and work that goes into them. I mean, you think about it. The way they explain it, I mean, a thousand people might touch this cigar before it gets to you. Yeah. You know? And years, years of, of um, you know going through the process whether it's fire curing or smoking it or heating it or drying it whatever they're doing <laughs> sometimes those processes are, are several years yeah <laughs> and and you know and then you've got guys that are sitting and burning through it in in an hour or less just not even thinking sometimes and mm. it's like it really does make you sit and reflect upon what you're actually smoking yeah and i, I like that end of it because i've been to a lot of cigar events you know, like I go to Cigar Fest here with yeah. uh, CI, and that's a really cool event. That's more for just, you know, getting, trying cigars. Because you go there, and it's a great event. You get a lot of cigars for what you're paying. You get to try a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Which I like because I have my favorites that I smoke, but I like, you know, there's probably, out of the 400 in my box, there's probably 200 that are different kinds. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, and Jeff and I, I mean, at least I'm the same way. I like to, I'll let Jeff call. Sorry about that. I'm the same way. I like I did a, to. I did a retro hail. It didn't work out so well. 
<laughs> I like to I like to try a lot of different things. I mean, like you said, I've got my go-tos, handful that that I know if I want something good and this is what I want, but I I I mean, if you look at my my collection, my box and everything like that, I mean, there's tons of different stuff. And and at this point I've got two of each because, you know, with the intention that we'd smoke them on the show perhaps, but but yeah, I like I like trying a lot of different things. Like when Jeff and I went to the Kansas City Cigar Festival, it's it's like you're describing. It's a lot of lot of um, brands all there promoting their stuff. You get you know your bag with so many cigars from from everybody, and you kind of get this nice buffet of different things. But you know the barn smokers are a totally different experience in that you're not only getting some cigars, and and admittedly they're pretty much for the most part all Drew Estates. Because, you know, they're the ones putting on the event. But additionally, you're getting uh, so much education and knowledge getting thrown at you that, that you don't get at your typical retailer kind of uh, event. Right. And that's the cool thing, because I'm sort of a history guy. I like I like to know where stuff came from, how it came here, how you know, because if you look back even on tobacco, I mean, it was really, yes, other places had it, but it really got popular in Virginia. Is where at first, I believe it was 18, oh no, don't quote me on this either, but yeah. I think it was 1886 when the uh, first actual cigarette making machine came about. So all that stuff really came about here in the United States. Interesting. As far as the manufacturing and the, the, the industry, so to speak. Well, and, and if you trace back the history of cigars themselves... It goes back to all the the Indians and the the native people of the North and South Americas, you know, absolutely lions I think, I, and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, I think they traced uh, tobacco back to something like the 1600s, early 1600s, I believe. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if you're going back to the Mayans, you're going BC time even. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so they... I mean, you're you're. <laughs> You're going way, way back with that. So that's the cool thing about history, because like you look back at some of that stuff, like all the technology we have now and the things we do now, they did a lot of the same stuff. Obviously, it was not quite as advanced, but they got it done with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, I credit the aliens for helping with a lot of that technology. <laughs> and then we're going in a alien route. So well, I mean, you know, that's. A, there are a lot of influences from the aliens in the Mayan culture and whatnot. Just, well, absolutely. Just you know, look hey, at the uh, hieroglyphs and whatnot. We're guys. We have to have some level of stupid in our conversation. Amen. Oh my God. <laughs> I, that, that's my entire... You have listened to the show in the past, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that's the entire point of me being on this podcast. Uh, that's why I like you guys. Every, every time anybody asks, so what's your show about? I'm like, oh, it's just two dumbasses with microphones that sit around and occasionally talk about a cigar. Exactly. You know? Well, speak, it's speak. funny because, like, here, they're building my website, and the, 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 the girl that's doing it for me said, you have to come up with a mission page. I'm like, what the hell's a mission page? She's like, well, how the company got started and what you do here. I'm like, well, just talk to my wife. She says, me and my friends are just a bunch of drunken idiots that build stuff out here in my hobby room. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So That's so awesome. so circling back to the cigar, mine's getting very spicy on the last third. I'm it, getting it did. yeah, I'm getting down to the the nub here, and I will say there is definitely a spice component that kicks in right at the very end. It's almost like maybe a little cinnamony on. Th- is that a word? Cinnamony. Cinnamon, <laughs> cinnamonish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do you describe that? Yeah. I I I, t- I, I kind of smell like some cinnamon in the aroma there. It's like toast crunch. 
Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's almost like a like an apple pie spice. <laughs> well, and that would go along with your your nutmeg or so from before, kind of. Mm-hmm. We're transitioning from pumpkin pie to apple pie here. Exactly. <laughs> All yeah, the I mean, pies. Hey, every like I. It's funny because you talk to some, like I've talked to some guys that are really, you know, I thought I knew a lot about cigars until I talked to some of the guys in the Barrel Burners Club, and I'm like, oh, like what I do know. you think? I'm like, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Oh, trust me. <laughs> I'm like, you lost me about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Most of the time when Jeff and I, we can give vague generalities of what the cigar is kind of like, you know, earthy, spicy, sweet, you know, that kind of thing. Very rarely do I give specific like, oh, this is like this, you know, because I don't know if it's just my palate's not refined enough to to identify a specific flavor or if it's just one of those things that <laughs> I'm not pulling it out of my ass. I'm, like I'm some picking of the up hints are. of cumin and, you know, persimmon. Well, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they had the guy on that wrote the Ultimate Cigar Book, and he talked about this briefly. Um, the whole using food as a, as a cigar flavor profile thing came about when Cigar Aficionado started in the early 90s. And what happened was the magazine needed somebody to give tasting notes about these cigars. And so they went to their, their wine tasters because they had a wine, uh, I think it's like wine spectator or something like that, or speculators. Mm. I don't know. They've got a, they've got a wine magazine and they went to their wine tasters and asked them to give flavor profiles on these cigars. Well, these wine people, they didn't, I mean, they've never, they don't know. They only have one frame of reference which was wine, and that had flavor, fruit flavors and various kind of floral and whatever else. And so when they were describing these cigars, they basically used that same frame of reference to, to, use, uh, to apply towards cigars. And the guy was basically saying, he's like, look, I've never gotten a fruit, a distinct fruit flavor from any cigar, but hey, you know, I guess it's part of the lexicon now, so... Well, I mean, everybody's palate's different. You take anything, you know. You, That's true. Either you may like it, I may not like it. You know, Gator might like it. He may not. You know, he, he may be. Oh, it's just okay. That's true. <laughs> I mean, know, we've had all... a we've had a couple of cigars lately, actually, that that Jeff and I have disagreed on. Yep. Um, the one that comes to mind is the uh, Psycho Seven. Um, I think Nicaragua, and I he liked it fine. I personally thought that. For a cigar that billed itself as Psycho and had the uh, the the prescription label, you know, as the band and everything, I kind of thought it was kind of dull in you know for that. I, I, I expected I a be, lot more out of it. I tend to be more but. of a a cheaper cigar smoker than Nick is, and I hate to say this, I likened it, and I like the cigars, quorums. I likened the Psycho to a quorum, just with a fancier you know packaging and prescription everything. band yeah. on it. Yeah. But it, you know, to me, it was a good, it was a good, nice quality smoke. But it was, it didn't live up, I don't think, to the name Psycho. I don't know if you've had one or not. I have not tried that one yet. I, I've seen it, and I just, I've been so busy the last couple of weeks, I haven't actually really bought any new cigars, except for, like I said, my wife went, my wife was down by the local shop that I was telling you about, mm-hmm. and she picked me up the one we just smoked, and uh, she picked me up this, uh, the CAO, the. I think it's an Orolana, but it's the one that that they. It looks like it's wrapped with rope, and because um, everybody's talking about this one, and I, I've was, seen pictures pleasant, of it. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise when she brought it home. But so I'm I'm probably gonna smoke that one later on tonight. That's awesome. Um, 
But there's so many, like the one we just smoked, it has that, that spicy. I smoked a, have you ever smoked um, the uh, DBL, the Amarillo? It looks like it's it's a one of the it's a barber pole uh, cigar. No, I can't say as I have. Yeah, it's by DBL, and um, it, it's an Amarillo, and like I said, it's a it's a barber pole cigar, and the the notes of I don't know I don't even know how to describe that one, but you would love to give a review on that one because there is so much flavor. It's probably one of the most flavorful cigars I've ever tasted, and it's definitely off any chart or gauge that I have ever smoked in a cigar. Awesome. You've given me like four today that I've got to go now try. Now, see, Jeff, this is the whole point of the barrel burners to, to to an extent, is you get in the chat rooms, you get on the hearths and various things like that, and you just learn about all kinds of things. Like, I'll tell you, I don't know about you, uh, Jason, but I know when I'm doing the video hearths, I have to have like a little notepad sitting next to me with a pen just so that like when somebody throws something like this out, I could just take a quick note. You know, because otherwise, you know, you know what you just I do? Forget there's, about there's, stuff. There's actually an app. It's I use it. It's called Cigar Scanner. Oh, I have that. And I use it because I put in there. I use my the wish list. I use the likes. I yeah. use the don't likes, and I keep my inventory. Okay. So my ones that I have, bo- like in the bottom of my bo- my humidor is where I keep my top five. I keep at least a box. So I start with two boxes of each, and I keep at least a box because I like to let my – the top five that I picked, I like to let them rest for a while. Okay. Because I don't know if, if you've ever gotten into aging cigars at all. Not really. I, I don't keep them that long. I mean, try, I, have try some, it. I have some that are quote-unquote aged just because, you know, they've – I bought them, I put them in the humidor, and then I ended up back at the cigar shop the next day. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where it's like, you know. Try it. Buy yourself, even if you just get yourself a small humidor and throw 10, whatever, 15 in there, and don't even think about them for like a year. Okay. And do it with cigars that you know. Because in a year, when you take that out of there and smoke it again, it is not even what you thought it was. It's totally different. Interesting. I just got into doing that in the last couple of years, and my bone shake, the bone shakers that I smoke, yeah, I usually let them rest for at least three to four months before I smoke one. Huh? And it totally if you if you get one from the shop and you smoke it right away, it's still fantastic, which is why it became one of my favorite ones. But I only got to because I bought two boxes. I liked it, and I'm like, man, that's awesome. I want to buy two boxes. So I did. And as the time progressed, as I was getting to them, I'm like, wow, these are getting better as I go. <laughs> okay. Okay. So and that's um, how I kind of stumbled upon that. One, one thing you mentioned that I want to circle back to, and Nick and I have talked about doing a cast with our top five cigars, and we're kind of, you know, formulating that now. What, what are your top five cigars? Well, um, I'll put you on the spot here. <laughs> my, my bone shakers definitely i i really 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 like those um i actually have my number one is unfortunately a company that you can't get anymore oh well that's and i have oh and i have a box yet and Ooh. which is the most aged and it's only aged because i refused it to smoke them because you can't get them anymore yeah there was a company called royal jamaican Okay. Not the Royal, not the Royal Jamaican that you see now. It, that's a new invented company. The old. If you look up like vintage Royal Jamaican, it's a totally different wrapper. They were like that's what got me into cigar smoking when I was 18. Okay. And I'm 39, so 
when I got into cigar smoking, that was the first cigar that I ever smoked, and they were fantastic. But when everything fell through with Cuba and all that, then they disbanded or whatever happened to them, and you can't get them anymore. <laughs> okay. But I – my top five, like, that's tough. I know I have five boxes in there right now. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not necessarily my top five. There's so many good cigars out there. I'm a big CAO fan. I like CAOs. Yeah. I've tried that the CAO Brasilia. I really like that one. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever had a Brasilia. I don't know if I've had that one. No. That that's one of my favorites. Um what else is it? The uh did you ever smoke the uh the Pappy Van Winkle? No. I can't I, say I, I have haven't not. had that one yet either, but I know that um <laughs> They just did a – there's a partnership, I guess, they just announced with Drew Estates here recently, didn't they? Yes, and that is – that's a little more of an expensive cigar as well, but okay. that's one of those, like, you know what it is when you light it. It's almost like a fire-cured – it has that – you know, it has that K, the Kentucky fire-cured flavor yeah. as well as the spicy side. So it, it, you get both. You get that Kentucky Fire Cured plus like that nutmeg kind of spicy, not not so much peppery, but more spicy. That's a really good stick. Okay. And I don't know if you've <laughs> if you've ever smoked the, uh, the Superfly. Oh, I love oh, yeah. the Superfly. That is a great cigar. Damn straight. <laughs> yep. Damn straight. Great, great stick, that one. Yep. Um and uh, Oscar, Oscar's really proud of that. We we've met Oscar a handful of times, and man, he will he will talk up the Superfly. If you get a chance to ever go to an event and meet Oscar, one of the nicest people we've ran across. Really? Yeah. Oh Super my God, nice he's guy. great. Those I'm telling you, those guys from uh, Viva La Vida are fantastic too. Um, look them up; they're doing some really good stuff. Like I said, I will send you two of them. I appreciate it. Yeah, because we we haven't we haven't encountered those this way yet. They 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 are they are hard to get, and the Charter Oaks are actually a very very good cigar too. Okay, I've seen and those on Instagram, but I don't know if I've encountered them locally here either. To be honest, there's there is another one, and he's a fellow barrel burner. Did did you meet the uh, the Chris uh, the cigaraholic? Uh, I have not. No. no, no. Look him up on Instagram. He and some of his friends just put out their own line of cigars, uh, Amendola. Okay, I tried some of his. And I think they are going to be in my favorites list. They are fantastic as well. They have a thing right now. If you look up Amendola um, on the internet, you can buy a sample pack of theirs. And I believe, I want to say it's like $40 or, or something like that. And you get five of their sticks to try. But they are fantastic. I think they are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the future. Okay. I'll have to take a look for them now, too. Absolutely. I'm going to have Chris, to go back Chris, over this yeah, episode. Chris, Chris, is a, Chris is a great guy. Chris is a, is a fantastic. He's one of the first guys that uh, started talking to me on uh, the Barrel Burners. And um, I've been talking to him ever since. He actually wants me to make him a human or a big one. Yeah. So at, at some point, I'm going to be doing that for him. But he was actually, they were just actually in New York, and they got their cigars put in a couple uh, shops and stuff like that. So they're they're uh, up on the uprising as well. Awesome. Well, any other so, stand mean, out at you that you, uh, uh, you want to play? We could sit here all day and Oh, yeah, that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. I actually, and you know, 
there's a, another big misconception that I always talk about uh, to people with cigars, because a lot of people that come here and they see what I do here and they're like, oh, you know, I didn't really know the cigar stuff was that big. And I'm like, well, it is. And, they, you know, they always say, well, what do you enjoy? But I said, well, cigars, when you when you get into it and really get into a cigar and you feel and taste and smell what you're smoking, that's when you start developing that love for cigars it's not that you're it's not like cigarettes that you're just smoking it to smoke it like yeah yeah exactly (laughs) because i have cigars in my box that i absolutely love that only cost me 50 cents a piece nice i gotta come shopping with you (laughs) i don't know if i've encountered a 50 cent cigar anywhere two dollars is about my my uh lowest point that i've found that i like so yeah well uh uh chillin do you ever have any of the chillin moose no no Chillin' Moose, they have it. It's called Chillin' Moose, and then they have a Chillin' Moose 2, T-O-O. Okay. That one's a little more on the Maduro side, um, both of them. But I think the Chillin' Moose right now is like $3 a stick, and, and the 2 is like three seventy-five a stick. They are great cigars. Those are a lot. That's, that's one of my go-tos. <laughs> All right. Good deal. A nice bargain suggestion there, too. I like that. This is good. But there's so. another one I stumbled across. It's called the uh, Pioneer Valley. Okay. They make a Maduro and they make a Connecticut. I like both. Both of them are good. You can get. I just. Do you ever use Cigar Bid? No, I've never. I've uh, kind of avoided Cigar Bid because I know I'd like to bad. keep I get my in house. A lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, but on Cigar Bid, I got a box of twenty torpedoes. I think they were six by. I want to say it was either fifty-two or fifty-four. A box of 20. I got a Maduro box for like $22, and I got a Connecticut box for like 28 They are fantastic as well. Those are my, those are my like, you know, when I'm working out here in the shop and, and cutting grass or doing, I like them, but I'm not necessarily in, you know, sitting there just to enjoy the cigar. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> smoking, but you're doing something in the process. Right. Yeah. Those Pioneer Valleys are fantastic. <laughs> and awesome. they are, you know, a dollar a piece, something like that. You know, a dollar fifty a piece. I'm all in. Can't go wrong with that. No. Devil's Weed is another good one. Did you try those? You ever Only seen those? in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> well, it's actually a cigar company, and uh, they have because I just bought a I just bought a box of their. Uh, it's a dark. It's called a dark brew Maduro, and. The taste of it, I don't know if you ever eat. I mean, obviously, you know what the acid cigars, they have that Yeah, they got that taste on your mouth. thing yeah. going on, yeah. Well, so does the, the Dark Brew Maduro, it, but it's not quite as sweet as the acids, so it's not that, that you're just tasting the sweet, but you get, it. it's literally like black coffee and dark chocolate. Okay. <laughs> they, I they am are gonna really have to... good. I am definitely going to have to go back over this recording and yeah, take and notes. notes. <laughs> it's you, just... You've thrown out a lot of sticks that we're not you know, familiar with. So we're going to have to seek some of these out. Definitely. Absolutely. And like I said, I'll I'll send you some. I'll send you I'll send you two packages. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Well, Love again, it. again uh, as, as we kind of circle up here, um, let everybody know again how they get a hold of you. Because I'm sure like there's going to be people in the audience – including probably myself, that are going to want to reach out and get something put together. So, again, how do they get you? Absolutely. Um, right, Like I said, right now for the next week or two, um, my Instagram is Squirrels Creations LLC. My Facebook page is Squirrels Creations LLC. 
My email is squirrelscreations at gmail.com. You can email me. You can PM me. You can uh, burner barrel burners. My my burner uh, name is Squirrels Creations LLC. You can get me through there. Consistent branding. Um, this is I like good. it. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm trying to make it easy. Exactly. That way I can remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. It's funny, Squirrel, because some people like to put the and then they don't put the on some things and you know it, it, it it's just all over Look, the there board. may have been there may have been a little confusion in the beginning jeff <laughs> you you back off so <laughs> <laughs> so um and then like i said and and i'm hoping in a week or two i'm going to be launching my website which i'm hoping is going to be squirrels creations llc we'll um, we'll negotiate on that price so <laughs> Yep, 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 no problem. <laughs> I, I would, no problem. I, although although I'm joking about that, I probably would go ahead and lock that up before this podcast drops because <laughs> you may be negotiating with somebody for your domain. <laughs> um, uh, so I will be, you know, if somebody is interested, you know, follow me, like me, share me, whatever, uh, so you can see my Instagram posts and my Facebook posts because obviously once that launches, I will be posting that like, Every day, <laughs> I'll tell you, Jason's doing some really cool stuff over there. I yep. mean, he he likes to throw up pictures of the process, so you can see like, okay, he's starting this. Then there's another update later, like, okay, here's where we're at now, and it, it, you get to not only see the finished. Pro- it's not it's not just like a showcase for the finished product. You get to see the whole process as it's happening, and that, I think that's really fascinating too. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Jason. We really do appreciate your time today. This has been um, very educational. Yeah, super great. Uh, no problem. It was, it was a blast. I mean, any anytime. Perfect. I'll come hang out with oh, you guys anytime. We will take <laughs> we will take you up on that. Trust us. If you're ever over this side on uh, Eastern PA, you got to come visit. I'm hoping to maybe next year do a uh, barrel burners get together here at at uh, my house. Oh, that'd be great. We do an Oktoberfest party here every year, so uh, I think I'm going to maybe try to incorporate that next year. Sounds well, like. Nick, Nick has been trying to put together the, uh, I believe it's the World Tour and Revival. Yeah, we're trying to get together, uh, you know, and put together the Nick and Gator um, Traveling Freak Show and, and Revival. And, you know, because let's be real, he and I on the road is essentially a traveling freak show. So yeah, we uh, a lot of truth to that. We Jason. figured that that would be good. So yeah. So if we if we get the get the date, you know, figure that out and everything, then we'll uh, absolutely we'll have to swing through uh, Eastern PA on the way out east. So absolutely. Well, I appreciate you having me. It was definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> this has been great. So, well, before we let you go, we're gonna go ahead and just kind of finish up our housekeeping here, and so. We want to bring up our sponsor. So we've partnered with MyMonthlyCigars.com. MyMonthlyCigars.com is a subscription service where you can pick up um, a monthly box, either of two cigars for $20, four cigars for $30, or eight cigars for $50. If you do the eight cigars, it's two of each of the cigars that's in the four cigar box. So it's really good for you and a friend. Or just you if you want to hoard them all. It's true. And the nice thing with... Uh, my monthly cigars and other subscription services is you get stuff that maybe you're not used to, maybe you've never encountered before, maybe stuff that's not available in your general area. So what you can do, sit, smoke them, and then go to your brick and mortar and tell them, hey, I tried this cigar. I really liked it. Get more of them in. And then that way your, your brick and mortar is not taking the risk on you know, you saying, hey, I've heard about this cigar, I want to try it. And then maybe you try it and you don't like it and they're stuck with a box that's sitting there not being sold. 
So it's a good way for you to try something before you go to your brick and mortar because we're we're but we're real big with the brick and mortars. We really like to uh, promote the brick and mortars. So, but if you go onto mymonthlycigars.com and you subscribe, or if you're buying something in their store because they do offer other items than just uh, just the subscription boxes, use offer code pulpit p u l p i t at checkout and it'll get you a little discount on uh, on what you're up to. So. Otherwise, and Nick, how do they uh, reach out to us? And we are available on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit. We are also available on Facebook and Twitter. We have a YouTube that's Cigar Pulpit, and we are. You can, if you want to reach out to me via email with any questions, suggestions, hate mail, whatever, it's just Nick at CigarPulpit.com. Jason, it's been great. I think this has been a good show. (laughs) It was fantastic. Thank you much, sir. All right. Well, this you guys is, take care. Will do. This has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. That's Gator. And we've been with Jason. Thank you, everybody, and stay smoky.